Hey everybody, uh, do you have any plans for November 23rd and 24th? You don't? How about you head down to Long Beach for the 5th Annual Long Beach Comic Explorer with Sun, Sand, Surf, Superheroes, Super Villains, and the Supernatural, taking place at the Long Beach Convention Center. For further information, go to longbeachcomiccon.com. Embrace your lust for the graphic novel. The guys from Nowhere would love to know what's on your mind. If you love what you've been hearing, or you haven't, drop them a line at facebook.com slash NowhereCalifornia, or drop them an email at Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. You just stepped in another uh, reissue. Uh, this is going to be reissue for episode six of Nowhere California. Yep, which is uh, us stepping into our uh, first uh, format of two episodes a month. Yeah, two and episodes a month, our first uh, two-parter. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, oddly enough, it was our first two-parter. Yeah. With this episode being uh, entitled Episode 6 AM. Oh, 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 oh yeah, I, I, I thought okay. you were going to put up the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, the past couple episodes, we've been having some weirdos in here. Um, you got a new lock, right? Yeah. Okay, it's secure. Okay, I think we're good. Oh, wait, hold on a sec. What? Somebody's in your window. What? Yeah. So it's something... Oh, good lord. It's, it's Matt. It's Matt. Go away. Go on. I get raunchy or unethical. Yeah, go on. Go on. Get out of here. Go on. Go apologize for shit that hasn't happened yet. Okay, I think we're in clear. Okay. This is Phil. And this is Josh. And welcome back to Nowhere, California. Well, everybody, it's a new year. And with every new year, there's always resolutions to make and break. Yeah, I myself have decided to watch less porn. You wuss. <laughs> well, you know, you, you got to take it, uh, you know, you got to take it slowly. I mean, I didn't say I was going to quit cold turkey. Oh, there you go. Well, mine is to drink a lot less. So to get <laughs> this out of the way, anybody expecting the drunk texts from Josh, New Year's Eve edition, it ain't going to happen. Fuck you, you enablers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to only drink on the important holidays. And with Groundhog's Day coming up soon, I know what I'm doing. Well, I can't think of anything more important. <laughs> Speaking of small animals. And the cute ones only people want to protect. Yeah, we wanted to touch on this uh, topic while the uh, topic was relatively warm. Or cold, depending on what time you're listening to this. Right, right. Uh, the organization PETA, uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, have singled out Nintendo on unethical treatment of tanukis. As an animal? Uh, yeah, I was unaware that they uh, were <laughs> even existed, but now that I know that they're there, I want to eat them. Ah. Uh, yes, they are saying that Mario's tanuki power-up sends the message that it is okay to skin animals. It's not? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, but this is just silly. Uh, first of all, PETA was founded in 1980. Right? Yeah, by uh, Lady uh, Ingrid Newkirk. Right. This lady has been described and pretty much has put herself out as a self-hating human. Oh, my. She's been quoted in different publications, such as Reader's Digest, which was publicated in June of 1990, as in saying, humans have grown like cancer. We're the biggest white on the face of the planet. Oh, cripes. And here's another gem. Mm -hmm. That was in the Washington Post issue for May 30th of 1989. She is quoted in saying, even if animal testing produces the cure for AIDS, we'd be against it. Well, that's news to me. Can we say douche? Oh, my God. But it was founded in 1980 by this lady, 
And the Tanuki suit was introduced in 1989 in Super Mario Brothers 3. Now, if um, the organization was going to complain about the Tanuki suit, wouldn't it have been a good time to complain about it then and not now? And if they're going to attack video games, why don't they attack ice climbers or something on the Atari? Ah, uh, classic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, you remember the object of that game, right? Um, well, that, that game came out three years after the founding of PETA, and the object of the game is to get to the top of the mountain, clubbing every baby seal you see on the way. You would never see a game like that today. No, <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, probably Grand Theft Auto would... Grand Theft Auto's job would drop. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that, they're, they're, they're totally cool with that, just as long as you don't kill animals, you yeah. know? <laughs> but now, don't you think that's more of a game to bitch at, though? I mean, attacking Mario is just ridiculous. Because it's not like he flat out skins a tanuki and wears it. I mean, he hits a block, and the magic suit comes out, and boom, he's tanuki Mario. You know, if anyone has any right to complain, it's Mario. I mean, if you look really close at the Tanuki Mario, it looks like he's actually being eaten by the Tanuki. That's creepy on its own. It is. It's downright, you know, <laughs> creepy. <laughs> you want to know, know creepy? What's that? When this whole issue came out with PETA and Mario. Yeah? PETA came out with a promotional uh, online game uh -huh. where it basically depicted skinless Tanukis and Mario interacting and everything. Oh, my God. It's warped. That's kind of like the whole Rambo scenario I just thought of. Yeah, but like, this one is... Yours has more of humor behind it. This is just dark. Really? And it's dark for me. Oh, my God. that, that That's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my and, God. And then also, too, it's kind of... Kind of uh, just to show how more, much more PETA is so full of shit. Right. They turn around and release a press statement after their little initial... That it was tongue-in-cheek. Fuck Mario. Yeah. They go like, we're just joking. We just wanted to show the plight of the Tanuki. Uh, the plight of the Tanuki. I mean, your game is more offensive than the original game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look, I don't care one way or another who attacks Mario. I mean, he's an icon that can survive even the worst of mudslings. Have you seen the movie? You know what I have, but like uh, most of the world, we're all trying to forget it. Lucky them. Yeah. But of all the things that PETA could complain about Mario, they choose this. I mean... Does this mean that PETA is perfectly okay with Mario stepping and kicking turtles out of their shell just so long as he doesn't wear it? It'd work as a helmet. Yeah, it would. I mean, it really, really would kick ass. I mean, as a matter of fact, it would... I'm getting off subject here. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> but I guess the best way to sum up everything with PETA and their bright ideas... Yeah. Miss uh, Newkirk was mm -hmm. quoted, had a, one really good gem of a quote, which didn't... I couldn't find the date of this quote, but I could almost guarantee money they have had to say this a lot. <laughs> She's quoted in saying, we're not afraid of making idiots of ourselves. <laughs> Honestly, George Carlin couldn't even put it better. Oh, man. And on that note, today Josh and I will be talking about our favorite comedians of today and our favorite comedians of the past, the legends. Now, with that being said, I'm not going to say too much about the comedians I'm about to uh, mention because I feel their work speaks for itself. Uh, the first of my favorite newer comedians is Pablo Francisco. Now, he started out as a talent in Mad TV and gained notice when he landed a one-hour spot on Comedy Central Presents. Now that the trivia is out of the way, uh, in addition to telling stories about his life, one of the gimmicks that makes him stand out are his impressions of various characters, uh, from his roommate that was a male stripper uh, to his Mexican girlfriend, Rosa. Uh, he also does superb vocal impressions 
of famous people and figures like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, Kermit the Frog, oh, and most notably, Don LaFontaine, uh, i.e., the movie voiceover guy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Don was the narrator for movie trailers from the 1980s to 2008 uh, when we sadly lost him to uh, pulmonary, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, pulmonary uh, embolism. Pulmonary embolism. Uh, but uh, Pablo Francisco was spot on in his impression of this guy, and it's very fun to listen to. Um, the only thing I could recommend is to uh, visit his uh, official website at www.pablofrancisco.com. And Pablo Francisco is all one word. Uh, and give him a look. Yeah, he is definitely one of the... Pablo is one of my favorites. I would love to see him live. And the guy that starts out on my list, I'd kill to see this guy live. Oh, yeah? He is Louis C.K. When it comes to his first attempts at a TV show and his life as a divorced dad with two kids... The events that would turn any normal person into emotional roadkill, Louis takes that fire and takes it to the stage. Now with his FX show returning for the third season in the near future, he's quickly climbing to the level of Seinfeld as a comic has found his spot in the TV world without losing any of his credibility on the stage. If there's any doubts, check out the episodes where he puts his long-standing feud with Dane Cook to rest, or check out the hour-long episode where... Louis goes on tour with the USO, unknowingly carrying a baby duckling his daughter has packed for him. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm actually one of the people I think I've, uh, I think I've missed out on him. Definitely. I, I'm uh, going to have to lend you the DVDs. Yeah, I, I would definitely like to hear about this guy and um, this stuff. So you got the DVDs, huh? Yeah. That's sweet. Just picked up season one. Sweet. Anyway, another one of today's comedians I really enjoy <clears throat> is Stephen Lynch. Now, he has a very unique style. Now, he doesn't just get up there and tell stories on stage. He performs songs of a very suggestive nature. Now, uh, I don't know of too many other comedians that do this other than Dr. Demento or Weird Al, but uh, I feel that Stephen Lynch is in a league of his own. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, he has also won two Tony Awards for his performance of the Broadway production of The Wedding Singer, where he played the title role. Not taking anything away from Adam Sandler, Stephen oh, no. Lynch kills that role. He really does. I mean, the man, I think one of the things that works with his gimmick is that he <laughs> he's got a beautiful voice. Uh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta say that. Yeah. You're comfortable in your masculinity. I am, I am. He does have a beautiful voice. And, and look, I can't... Nice ass, too. You know, you know what, yeah. He really rocks those khakis. <laughs> yes, I am that confident, everybody. Now, I can't name all of his songs because, you know, that would take too much time. But, you know, if you're curious of his songs and have never heard of Stephen Lynch... Uh, I would recommend uh, Hush Little Girl, Gerbil, uh, Talk to Me, and uh, my personal favorite is Almighty Malachi, Professional Bowling God. Underrated classic. Exactly. Now, you look, many people don't find the last one funny, but I love bowling and I love the beat. And I, be I believe you can find any of them on iTunes or YouTube, so uh, if you want, uh, give them a listen. You won't, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, Stephen Lynch is... Basically one of those where if you know who he is, you know how to find him funny. Absolutely. If you're coming in blind, you're either in for a treat or you're going to be running for the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's hit and miss. You know, you just got to, you know, just go in, go in with an open mind. Yeah. It's, it's really great stuff. And that's the best way to describe the comic that tops my list. Oh, uh, cool. Well, yeah. And this comic is no shock to anybody that knows me. Oh, yeah. Christopher Titus. I <laughs> <laughs> saw you. It's even the simplest one-liners alone make you laugh your ass off. Mm -hmm. For example, this one. 
I bet a guy at a bar 50 bucks that I was more dysfunctional than he was. He raped me. So I tipped him. I'm uh, very competitive. <laughs> that is my type of sense of humor. It's um, not everybody's cup of tea, but you know what? It's our show. Yeah. <laughs> with Titus, his views of the world were unleashed. With his first one-man show, Norman Rockwell was bleeding. And his self-titled TV show that lasted three seasons on Fox. He never held back, and everything was laid out on the table. To me, he was one of those, one of the hardest-working comics today. He's always changing his set. Every year, it's something different. As we record, he's prepping for his run to the White House. His platform is one of the most honest statements in political history. He's running with his, really, how much worse can I screw this up? <laughs> he once told me himself, if you can take an audience into a dark place and bring them back out laughing, they'll follow you anywhere. That's how I look at everything I write. He is one of the reasons you I still want to write that book, right? Yeah. Well, that's part of our goal for this new year is get yeah. the book going. And basically we're going to go with the title, uh, "Going Nowhere: How to Get Nowhere Fast. Yeah. Our, uh, our motto is if Schnooky can do it. We can do we. it. We, yeah. Hello, Schnooky, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. The Kardashians. Well, this is the end of Side A FM. Uh, I'm doing the uh, speaking right now because uh, Josh has broken into my vodka. Woohoo! Vodka! Woohoo! Vodka, yeah. Well, anyway, we're doing this in order to save on time. Ah. It is my Crystal Head vodka, and I am really, really pissed. Speaking of pissed, uh, you're, you're flusher ain't crapping. Well, okay, wait. Josh, my, my, my flusher ain't crapping. You want to try speaking English here? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, your toilet ain't flushing. My toilet ain't flushing? What are you... Dude! What's your fucking toilet? Well, as you can tell from this episode, it was our uh, initial discussion of our weekend towards stand-up comics. Oh, yeah. Then we discussed our modern favorites. Yep. Our current uh, crop of favorite stand-up comics. And I guess since this was a two-parter, there's only one way to go for the second part, right? Yeah. Uh, to be concluded? Yeah. See you in reissue seven. <laughs>